Thank you for joining in on the Medic Church Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining in today as we continue our Relationship Goals series. Today's sermon title is called Mission Driven. I'm going to talk about what God seeks to unite, the devil seems to divide. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's podcast. All right, let's dive into our series, Relationship Goals. Who in here had relationship goals last week? And you looked at the pictures and you're like, oh, I want what they have. They had it going on. They had it figured out. Anybody, anybody, Trina, you, you need some work. <laughs> but today's message is entitled Mission Driven. Mission Driven. Now, I got a warning to tell you guys. I got to tell you a disclaimer here, all right? Y'all ready for the warning? Everybody put your seatbelts on. Lockdown. Put your helmet on. Clip it tight. Get ready. Get ready. So here's your disclaimer and just, and your warning now. To be mission driven in your relationships, this is going to apply just a little bit of work. In some cases, it may apply a lot of work. So that's the disclaimer. It's going to take work to have a mission driven relationship. Now, how many of you have ever been on Facebook or the Instagram or as I call it, Insta hate? You've been on there and you've seen people's photos. Kind of some of the ones we may have seen last week of me and Tasha in different areas in our life. But, but you've seen these pictures and you're like, man, Trina and Bill, man, they got it going on, man. <laughs> I want to go do what they're doing. Anybody ever seen pictures and you're like, man, I want that life. They're going on cruises. They're going fishing. They're eating tacos for the 12th time this week. <laughs> oh, praise God. But see, I like going through Facebook sometimes and I get to see what some of my friends are doing because, hey, it gives me some ideas. Like, huh, I should have thought of that. <laughs> Anybody ever done that? Man, I wish I'd thought of that. How many, it's Valentine's Day today. How many of you looked through Pinterest to get some ideas of what to dress, you know, not dress up, but get your spouse for Valentine's Day? Anybody? Anybody? None of y'all. She did, oh, we got one. See, there's always one. There's always one in the bus. But see, a lot of people will use it. And I'm glad that stuff's there. I'm not knocking it. But but some people will check that out. They'll scroll through. Man, I got to see what's on the Pinterest. <laughs> These things here that we that we made, we found them on Pinterest. <laughs> Very cool. So, but, but, <laughs> but see, sometimes, <laughs> don't take this wrong. Y'all ready for this? Sometimes, do you ever feel low about yourself because you're trying to look at everybody else's stuff? Is my relationship that crappy that I had to go on here and look at? Tasha does. Tasha's like, I don't know what to get Michael. I don't know what to get him for Valentine's Day. I don't know what to get him for Father's Day. I don't know what to get him for Christmas. I don't even know what to get him for Easter. <laughs> she said, I'm expensive. And, and, and so, so she goes, I'm like, is our relationship that bad you have to go on the Pinterest or <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm glad that stuff's there. I'm glad that thing's there. But some people will. They'll go on there and they'll have to see what Trina's doing. We'll have to see what what kind of things she's got going on because I want to copy it. I got to copy what she's doing. But see, how do we have a good relationships goals? You have to have it Christ-centered like we talked about last week. You have to be mission-driven. More details to follow. <laughs> Devil kicking and covenant keeping. 
So I want to encourage you guys, whether you're married, you're, you know, you're in a relationship, you're engaged, or, or you're single, this, this series will touch and bless each one of you. And it can help you throughout your whole entire course of your life. And it, sh- it surely will help your marriage. And so the foundation of a godly marriage isn't See you guys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the foundation of a godly marriage isn't happiness, but it's unity. You know, everybody says, oh, to have a good marriage, you got to be happy. If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Amen. <laughs> Church is good. Amen. Amen. And I'll tell you, it's good to have a happy marriage. It's good to be in happiness and it's good to, to want to have your, get your spouse things, give your significant other things like roses and chocolates on Valentine's Day. Some people are giving them, you know, giving their spouses cars and Dodge Vipers and <laughs> y'all see, I'm, I'm trying to give her some hints here. No, nah, look, they, they're awesome. I don't ask for much, but, but, but those things, I always tell me, those are temporary happiness. Those things are temporary emotions that we get. Man, that's great. I got some chocolate. It feels good. And I look at my scale and I'm like, ooh, I got to get off. Let me tell you what Tasha did to me, y'all. Let me tell you what she did to me. She thought this would make me happy, but it really didn't. It really upset me. So here at Medic Church, and you guys, if you don't know this, we got candy dishes around the church. Valentine's Day and well, for the whole month of February. So y'all might, y'all get the chocolate. They don't take handfuls of it home with you because I need it throughout the whole month. But I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Should we buy more? But, but listen. So she got chocolate around here. So y'all know what I've been doing? Y'all know I've been on a diet since January 1 and I'm doing really good. And I walk by every time I see that bowl. Ooh, that's a chocolate. I can eat it. It ain't going to be bad. <laughs> it made me feel so good. But listen. Let me tell you what she did to me though. Not only did she put chocolate here, she decided I'm going to decorate the house for February. <laughs> All right, I'm cool with that. You know what she did to me? She put chocolate, the same style of bowls that we got here with chocolate in it, she put it at the house. And they're in like three or four different rooms. I go in the kitchen, they're in there. I go in the living room, they're in there. I go in the bathroom, and they're in there. I'm in there. I'm trying to brush my teeth eating chocolate. How's that work out? <laughs> That's not unity, Tasha. That's deceitful. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but but the, it made me feel good. Though. I think that child made me feel good. Tossed it on scale. But but the foundation of a godly marriage isn't happiness, but unity. So while while we're in marriages or if you're in relationships, I want to tell you one of the most key important things that you need to do is communicate. Communicate. Talk to one another. <laughs> I talked to some people this week and, and I told them, I said, you want a happy long marriage? Don't scream from the other room. <laughs> Go talk to them in the same room. Why? Because there's a lot of times you get misinformation from if you're two rooms over. Me and Tasha, I had to go tell her. I said, Tasha, you got to go talk to me in the other room. I said, this ain't working. I'm hearing half of what you said, or you're telling me to get a pair of socks, and I'm coming in there with a pair of underwear, and or you're telling me, I thought you said get the toothpaste, and I got the preparation H. <laughs> you're talking about unhappy. <laughs> There's no unity there at all. But I like what Genesis 1 and 27 and 28 says. It says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. 
He created them. And it says in verse 28, it said, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in numbers, fill the earth and seduce it. Now, I want you guys to know this right here is your mission. God laid it out. This right here is in your marriage. This is your mission. This is the mission that you're on. Remember, you're not going to a destination, but you're on an ongoing journey, right? So, so we got a mission here. And I like this. And now, who wants to go on a mission? Anybody? Anybody want to go on a mission? <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> Don't ask questions. Just kidding. But you got to be willing to do these things. You got to be willing to do what they're telling you in Genesis here. Now, guys, <laughs> I know for y'all, y'all like this. <laughs> we got to multiply. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like the multiply part, God. I like them until they get here and they start whining, they start crying. And I had to change their diapers and they get older and I got to wipe their butts and and I got and they get attitudes and they turn into teenagers and you want to push them down and. <laughs> But we like that part. But that's what, that's what God's intended for man and woman was to multiply the earth. Increase the numbers, it says. Now, not to get too nasty, but we all know. <laughs> the ones that are married, it feels good to multiply. I love my kids. And it talks about expanding the earth. And expanding out. I like to go and I like for my house, I got a piece of property and I'd eventually like to expand out on it. I'd like to create another building out there and I could put all Tasha's jury in. And then I could put my recording studio in there that I really, really want. And then it says conquer. Conquer the earth. So the, and the Bible tells us that, that we are the rulers over everything. The animals. I mean, besides a lion and tigers and bears, so my, uh, they might eat you. But, but we have the ability to take them things out. But see, what, what it goes on to say here is we're on this mission, right? We're on this mission in Genesis 1 and, 1, or 1 and 27. But we need each other to do it. It says in here, man and or male and female, he created. See, God said it wasn't good for Adam to be alone. He needed a helper. And and for us, we need a helper in life. We need that teammate. Last week, we watched the Super Bowl. Well, in our house, we watched a portion of it. <laughs> we didn't really watch it. We were more worried about the eating and having a good time. And then we watched the halftime show, and it was okay. And then we watched, like, a little bit of third quarter, and that was about it. But it takes a team effort to win a ball game. Now, last, it's not, let's see, uh, the Saturday before last on February 6th, them Tar Heels come together <laughs> as a team. I'm getting you. <laughs> and they beat. Them Duke Blue Devils. All you people are signing. Who in here is a Duke fan? Am I outnumbered? <laughs> There's one. She's outnumbered. We'll get her at the church. I'm just kidding. We'll give her a Hershey kiss and tell her she'll be okay. But, 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 in, but it takes a teamwork to accomplish the mission at hand. It takes that partner. It takes the duo. It takes the whole squad sometimes. Sometimes I got to take my whole family in on the mission. I told Tasha one time we were going somewhere to do something. I said, listen. We're going to buy whole new outfits for everybody. She said, really? I said, yeah. I said, because we can't go in there and look at dysfunctional. I said, we got to match. We got to look sharp when we go up in there like we own the place. <laughs> but we need each other. Your marriages, you need each other. You need each other to help you, to support you, to back you. And this explains to us why in Genesis 2 and 24 it says, why a man leaves his father and mother and 
joined to his wife and the two are united in one. So when you get married, you're uniting together as one according to the scripture. And see what God seeks in us to unite, the devil seeks to divide. Now, who knows in here, you're all lovey-dovey and, and everything's going good. And all of a sudden, problems happen. And then what happens? Filing cabinet comes open. <laughs> uh, uh, there you go. <laughs> I got my case file out. Now I'm reading everything you've done, done wrong. Because that's what the devil wants to do. He wants to get in our minds. He wants to get in our relationship and divide us out. Because God wants to keep us together. See, Adam and Eve, they were happy. They were fulfilled with all this good stuff. Adam got to name every animal out there. You want to know why it's called a lion? You got to call Adam. (laughs) You want to know why it's called a tiger? Call Adam up. And a bear? Oh my, I don't know. (laughs) Call Adam. But, (laughs) But they had it going on. They were blessed. They were content with one another. And they got to walk around the garden with God. That's pretty cool. What's happening, buddy? But see, but what happened was the enemy got in there. The serpent started to deceive. He slithered his way in there. And see, what happens is a lot of times in our relationships, we let a little bit of something get in our hearts and get into our relationship, and it starts this big divide. And so it starts disrupting our relationships with God. Oh, honey, I'm mad at you. You tried to put your cold, nasty feet on me last night. Go to church on your own. <laughs> and, God, and then it starts, maybe he don't love me. Maybe she don't love me. Maybe she's at work all the time and don't have nothing to do with me. Maybe, maybe, I don't, maybe she's just doing, I don't know. And the devil starts putting these things in your mind. And, 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 and he starts distracting you from your mission. And he starts destroying your unity. And see, what we got to do sometimes is this, uh, Adam in this particular instance, Eve should have went to Adam. Like, hey man, listen, this is cat over here, or serpent, <laughs> snake, or person, whatever you want to call it. He over here, and he said something that this didn't make quite sense. That's what Eve should have done. And, and I joke about this sometimes. Is, is everybody wants to put a lot of blame on Eve, but if, if Adam would have been doing his job too and watching over the woman... They wouldn't have been in a predicament they're in. But, but see, Adam and Eve, you know, they get a lot of grief because let's just face it, they were the first two and the likes of getting them right was, <laughs> they're human. But they listen to the serpent. Eve, you're going to be smarter than God. You're going to be able to take him over. You're going to be awesome. You're going to have these great things in your life. <laughs> and then she went to Adam and said, Adam, listen. But for Adam, I like Adam's first response. Eve, what did you do? What did you do? Instead of taking the blame and saying, uh-uh, woman, you own your own. Adam took the fruit and ate. And then, and then when God started looking for them, they, you know, they were over there hiding because they realized they were naked and they were afraid. You ever seen that show? Naked and afraid? That's weird. I'm glad it's blurred out. <laughs> but, but, but see, but see, they were hiding from God because they knew. They knew that they had done something wrong. And when God got there and he said, Adam, 
Eve, what are you doing? We're scared. Why are you scared? Well, we're naked. Who told you you were naked? How did you know? Because at that time, they didn't know. He was just like, whoa, man. He's like, how had it going on? And then Adam just, you know, at that moment, he said, God, it was, it, it was Eve's fault. It was Eve. It was her. She, she's the one that done it. She ate the fruit and she brought it to me. She deceived me. And, and, and then Eve's like, uh-uh, serpent. I hate you staying right here because I use it all the time. But the serpent was in the tree. The serpent. He blamed the serpent. And see, the serpent, he said, he blamed his legs because he had no legs like Lieutenant Dan. That's the inside joke. Never mind. <laughs> but but, but the, everybody wants to play the blame game. When something goes wrong in our relationships, we want to do what? Blame something else or blame another problem or a problem. Hey, this happened because of that. This happened because you didn't love me enough. This happened because we couldn't financially support one another. So I had to go out and find something better. I had to go out and find something different. And they started playing the blame game. Because what God wants to unite us in, the devil wants to divide us in. Bible also tells us, can two people walk together without agreeing on the directions? Now think about this for a second. Tasha, come here for a second. Let me, let me borrow you for a second. She's going to be on the camera. This isn't going to work. So two people. All right. All right. So I want you, I just talked by the way, it's my wife. She's awesome. Happy Valentine's Day. I love you. <laughs> Will you go out with me? No. <laughs> all right. So, so I want you to, all right, in your mind right now, pick a direction. Where are you going to go? You ready? Let's go. Let's go in that direction. Let's go, we'll go to the direction. All right. All right. All right. You got to come. All right. Go this way. Go that way. Go that way. Go this way. Go this way. No, 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 no. You want to go that way? No, we got to come this way. No, you got to come this way. Hey, where do you want to go for lunch? Wings. No, we can't go to wings. No. No, no yeah. wings. No, you can't have wings. It's taco day. Oh, praise God. No, you're not. Thank God. <laughs> Thank you. But see, when, when we walk together, if we can't agree on the path that we're going, we ain't going to get nowhere. She wants to go that way. I want to go this way. She wants to go to wings. I want to go to the Mexican. I want a big old steak dinner for Valentine's Day. I ain't getting it, by the way. <laughs> but if we can't agree on the direction... That we're going, we have two different visions. In our marriage, if we, if we got two different ways we want to go, we're never going to get there. We're never going to accomplish what God wants us to do in our life. If our church had two different visions, we ain't going to go nowhere. That's why we got one vision. <laughs> we're just being people as possible. And I like it's what it says in Proverbs 29 and 18. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish. So if your relationship, you have no vision... You will perish. It will ultimately fail. It's not going to work. you got to find what's the meaningful part of your relationship and do it together. And last week we talked about having God centered in it. I want to encourage you to make God number one in your life and number one in your marriage. And then your spouse and everything else to follow through. Having problems and dysfunctional issues in your relationship, look and evaluate it and put God first. See which way your visions are going. See which direction you're heading. Because... If I'm trying to guide Tasha this way and she's trying to pull me back this way, it's never going to work out. What is your marriage truly about? One of the greatest tragedies in marriage is when two people are together but they're not united. 
Man, that's horrible. And it happens so many times. So many times people want to get in relationships for whatever, you know, various reasons. Oh, I had a bad life growing up, so I'm just going to get out. And I'm the first person that tells me they love me, I'm gone. And they don't have a real clear direction or vision of where they're truly going. They're just, he loves me, I'm gone. And then they get wrapped up. And they're in a dysfunctional mess. Now I'm gonna say, I, now I will tell you, if, <laughs> if y'all had that happen to y'all and y'all got married and it worked out great, I'm not saying it's in every case, but in a lot of cases that is the facts. See, <laughs> Romans 16, 4 and 5, it says, I am thankful to them and so are, and so are all the Gentile churches. Also give me greetings to the, or gives me greetings to the church that meets in their homes. So I want you guys to know, I love when you're here. I'm happy to see your faces every Sunday. Online campus, I know I don't see your, your faces, but I love knowing that, that y'all are here, y'all are watching. I love seeing our statistics when we see how many people are watching our podcast all across the world. I love seeing those things and it makes me happy. And it feels good to come in here and have a connection with people to spread the gospel. I feel it's important. But I, I love that. It's awesome to God that you're having church in your own homes. I'd encourage you to, to have time of Bible study with your kids. If you don't have kids, with your spouse. If you're single, find time to, to, to do God's word on your own. Live that life out. Be Christ-centered and mission-driven. See, we, a lot of times, you know, people say, well, I'm, I'm not in marriage. I'm not married. I'm not in a relationship. So what do I got to do? What can I do? Pray on your own. Seek after the one. It says, become the person you're looking for, for the person looking. I <laughs> say, become the person you're looking for is looking for you. I think I said that right. So I want y'all to find the person, be the person that you want your spouse to be in the, later on. Be that person that you want them to be. Be looking for that person that you want to be, how you want to be treated, how you want them to treat you. Find that person. And if you're married and you're struggling, pray with one another. I gave you guys a challenge to last week to take the whole month of February and try to pray with your spouse or significant other throughout the day at some point. Anybody mess up? <laughs> Anybody? Me too. It's okay. It happens. Don't miss two days. If you miss two days, it's all right. Don't miss three days. Just don't miss seven days. <laughs> Pray for your spouse. So you don't build a relationship in the future. Don't build a life of righteousness in the future on a foundation of sin today. You can't be sinning today and expecting to have a holy God-fearing man or woman later on in your life. Somebody that's going to treat you good. You can't be living in sin today expecting in your future that you're going to find Mr. Right or Mrs. Right. Natasha, when she met me, she found the whole package. <laughs> We're going to church. I was involved. I was doing some, I wasn't really, I guess teaching, preaching. I wasn't the preacher, but feeling love. <laughs> See, serve Jesus like crazy. Serve him. Serve him like you don't have anything else to do. <laughs> I know life can get busy, life can get hard, life can get crazy for us, but serve Jesus like crazy. Pray, read your Bible every day, turn up to Jesus music. Well, Pastor Michael, I don't like that style of music. Let me bust your bubble. And I found out this, there's all kinds of music out there based on whatever genre you want. 
because I told my dad one time he wanted me to go work out. And I had some ungodly music on there. He said, why are you listening to that? I said, because I can't run on the treadmill over there listening to Jesus. Set me free. I'd be over crying and falling and I'd be paramedics. And but, <laughs> Y'all get that next week. But, but whatever genre of music you like, you can find this. I like rap music. <laughs> I really do. But there's Christian rap, all kinds of it. Man, Andrew sent me this guy. He's like, man, look this guy up. I'm like, man, that that beat dropped. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's me. So that's my jam right now. I'll be going down Winston, driving down there, holding it up. And I have that bass crunk, and I'll be jamming it out. Cars be riding beside me. I'll be, and I'll be like, what's that noise? It's my bass kicking. We have a concert in my truck, by the way. But whatever it is, put it on. Worship God. Come to church. Get involved. Serve in the church. We like when you guys serve. If you want to interested in serving the church, see Chastet after church. Today, we'll get you plugged in. We like and love when people serve. God loves when you serve. And I like this part. Have fun. Have fun. In your relationships, have fun. Have fun at church. I'm having a good time. Somebody say, why are you so happy? Why don't you get up here and scream and roll around on the floor and, and shout and, and yell with the top of your lungs and get all throat hurting like all these other preachers do? Why? I can preach the same message, get my point across, and I don't have to hurt my voice. But I'm having fun. Nowhere in the Bible said that you couldn't have fun. I'm not saying them pastors or preachers that do that, that's bad. That's not me. I'm having fun. If that's how they want to do it, hey, cool. They're going to reach people that I can. I'm going to reach people they can't. But, but have fun. Have fun in your relationships. Have a good time. Never stop dating one another. Never stop dating. Go out on dates. <laughs> well, I don't know where to take them. We've done everything. <laughs> Pinterest.com. <laughs> Pinterest will hook a brother and sister up on some stuff to do. They even sell this box thing. That I almost bought it. <laughs> and it had, it, you, you, they sent it to you in the mail. And, and it gives you like five different things. Affordable on the budget because I'm poor and <laughs> got three jobs, but still poor. But, but it's affordable, but it's something creative, new. And you got to pick it. Once you do it, you pick it, you go and you do it. And they give you all these different options so you, you know, if you like gluten-free and you're diabetic or whatever, they hook you up. But it's affordable. Have fun. Have fun doing it. Me and Tasha have fun all the time. <laughs> Tasha when tries to hit me with that little spinny thing. I don't, what are them things called when you open the blinds? A little rod. Anybody know they got a certain name? Anyway, a little rod. A little open up the blinds with a little rod. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So what is your mission? What is your mission in your relationship? Some people, it's, it's, it's to raise their kids up to be glorified to God. I hope that for, for me, that I can raise my girls the right, you know, the right way and, and, and teach them what the Bible says. And I've had to have some really heart to hearts with my oldest. She's eight years old, going on like 65. <laughs> Thinks she knows everything. Bad to tell her. I said, baby, I said, listen. I said, my goal is that I try to teach you to go throughout your life and make the best decisions. I said, but you, are ultimately the ones that said you're going to face things in your life that you're going to have to make a decision that mom and daddy can't make. I said, all I can do is hope that what I've taught you throughout life, that it'll bring back up in your memory. That's my goal. That's what I hope for my kids. And, and, and so I, I also try to figure out how me and my wife can serve our church Emmy better. 
how we can serve our community any better. And I want to encourage you guys again to get more involved with something. You know, I'd prefer you to be made at church, <laughs> but, but get involved in something. Do something together. See, missions, there's all kinds out there. There's all kinds of things you can do that love one another. But do these things in unity. Sit down with your spouse and say, hey, hey, baby, what can we do? What can we do to better our relationships? What can we do to help one another out? There's been times we've wrote lists down. Hey, you suck at this. <laughs> I hate this about you. Stop wearing that. <laughs> but I like these things. Make a list. Take time and go back to the roots and say, hey, what's your favorite candy bar? Where do you like to go the most? Where do you like to, to, to go for, you know, your favorite meal? Y'all stop that. <laughs> and so, but I want to tell you, there's a lot of times you got to find what you guys love about you, about each other. Find what you do love together, but also find what you both hate too. And stop bringing that stuff up. Leave the filing cabinet alone. If it's happening in the past, leave it in the past. See, love your kids. Love them. Love them. If you got kids, if you don't have kids, that's cool. Love your nieces and nephews. Well, I don't have them either. Well, love the church, children's church kids. Love them like they're your own. Fernando Abby, I love little baby O. <laughs> She's so adorable. I love her. She's not mine, and the best part about her, I can sugar her up and send her back. <laughs> but no, I don't give her too much sugar. But um, but I love kids. Me and Tasha love kids. And, and But what we do hate is we hate seeing other kids hurting. We hate seeing other kids neglected. One of the biggest things that I love, and we're actually working on this, being financially free. Financially free because so many times, a lot of relationships are destroyed because of financial issues. And we hate that. We hate, and we've told ourselves, hey, I, don't, I know we got some debt. I know we got bills. I know we got things that, you know, we got nice cars. We got a nice house. But pray and say, I hate debt though. We're on the same page. We hate having debt to our name. So we're actually working to become financial free and have that financial freedom. Love to cook. Cook for your man. Cook for your girl. Have a good time. Cook meals together. I hate knowing that, that people go without meals. That's why here at Medic Church, it was, you know, something laid, it was laid on somebody's heart to say, hey, I want to start doing a light morning breakfast here. Because I know some people may not have a meal for that day. This may be the only time they get something. So we actually said, okay, we'll do it. It's not a huge amount of stuff, but hey, it's something, right? And that's what we love about it. And, but, but we hate seeing people go and being without. And I love having a blessed marriage. I love seeing our marriage to be blessed. I hate divorce. I don't want to divorce my wife. There's been times I've told her, Woman, I'm divorcing your honey in. <laughs> Get out. I'm signing the paperwork. You know what? It's got us more hatred to one another at times. More arguments. Now we don't do that. <laughs> but, but, but when you're in a marriage, love your spouse. And then hate that word, divorce. Never ever let that be an option. Unless there's just something tragically and you're dealing with some type of abuse, then, then, then all means that you've tried everything else and get out. But, that, but, but, but hate that word. Let God bless your marriages. And all these struggles that you go through 
do them together. Because there's going to be times in your relationship, there's going to be struggle, there's going to be heartache, there's going to be pain, but, but go through these things together. Because you're, to, you're better together than you are alone. And always be Christ-centered and mission-driven. I want to close with this. United, you, unity doesn't mean you are the same. Doesn't mean you have to be exactly the same. You guys can like different things. It's okay. I like Reese cups. <laughs> Tasha likes Kit Kats and sneakers. <laughs> I did. I did. I knew what it was. Don't you play me like a scratch CD? <laughs> Throw them all out. She just likes chocolate. She likes the bag of munchies. It's got all the cool stuff in it. I don't say so I'm. I'm not a huge chip guy, so but she likes certain types of chips. So we can be different. It's okay to have differences. She likes super sweet tea. I'm a big Diet Sundrop fan. And it's okay, again, to be different. But unity, you must have. But because you have to be together. That's what unity means. Bond with one another. Don't just share the same address. Don't just have a sex life together. Don't just love the same type of sports. Don't just love going on the same place to vacation. Love your spouse and unify with your spouse. Be Christ-centered, mission-driven, devil-kicking, and covenant-keeping. And I promise you, you'll see a huge difference in your life. Don't focus on the problems that the devil wants to divide us over. But drive on God's purpose. Don't focus on what we want to be. There's certain things when I was younger that, hey, I've foreseen my life and my marriage being a certain way. That's what I wanted. That's what I seen. But I had to, we had to shift our focus on what God wanted. On what God wants. So focus on what God wants for each one of your life. Pursue on, don't pursue, pursue on your desires. Why well, desire for this? But pursue on God's destiny. Go after what God's destiny is for your life. Why are we going to get married? Why do we want to get married to our spouse? Or, you know, if you're single and you're looking or you're dating somebody, you're engaged. Why do we want to get married? You married couples, is it fun? <laughs> I like having fun with my wife. I like having a good time. I know there's been times in our life it's been a struggle. I know there's been times that, that we've been in those heated arguments. But one thing's always been the key thing. It's God has been the center of it all. Now I want to encourage you today. If, you, if you're having a difficult time in your relationship, pray about it. Take it to God. Address the issues. Say, God, help me. And if, if your spouse is hard to approach and you're like, man, I know they're going to get upset. I know they're going to, man, pray to God that God will give you the wisdom and guidance to approach these things. Because I promise you, He will. And, and I can't give you legal counsel advice. The only thing I can give you is spiritual advice. And, but if you need some work in your marriage and, and you need professional help, seek after it. If you don't know where to look, come find me. We'll talk about it and we'll get you the professional help that you need. If you want to come talk to me again, I, I can't give you legal uh, counseling, but I can give you spiritual counseling. I'll talk to you and I'd love to do that. But keep God number one. Keep God centered in your life and in your marriage. Guys, don't mind if you'll stand up with me today. And I want to close in prayer and I want to pray that God will bless your marriages. And if you're single again, I want to pray that, that God will use you and bless your life as well.
Or, and, or maybe you're in, you know, or on the path, you're engaged, you're going to get married. Hey, and that's an awesome thing. But just keep these steps. Let's pray today. Father God, I want to thank you so much for Jesus Christ. You're sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for us, God. God, you loved us that much. God, I know a lot of times in our marriages, there's times that, that we get in these arguments, we get in these heated things, and the devil wants to get in and divide us, God. But today, Lord, I pray over each couple in here today that, God, you would reunite them back together, Lord. God, for our purpose, or the purpose that you had for us, God, keep us on that mission that you had. God, when we have issues, let us know that it's okay to be different. But God, help us to understand that we're on this journey together. God, if somebody don't know you today, just let them know all you have to do is say this simple prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I'm a sinner, but I know you sent your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for me. God, I give my whole self to you. God, when it gets hard, God, just help me to know that you're there helping me and backing me and help me make the right decisions when I'm faced with difficult choices. In your name I pray, amen. Thank you again for joining us on today's podcast. We hope to see you again next week as we continue our Relationship Goals series. Just a reminder, if you need special prayer today, you can go to www.medicchurch.com, click the prayer request form, Fill it out, submit your request. Our team is standing by, ready to pray and believe that God will meet each and every need that is submitted. Have a blessed and wonderful rest of your day, and we'll see you here next week.